Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm Adrian Jan. And I'm Carrie Embry. In a time of global uncertainty, <laughs> rising terrorism, and enormous threats to peace, it's right that we as a country should now seek to extend our diplomatic footprint overseas. Sounds like a superhero movie, like a commercial, <laughs> like an advert for a superhero movie <laughs> in a time of I know, that's why, that's why I read it that way, because yeah. when I looked at it, I was like, oh my god, it's totally one of those, like, in a world. Yeah, exactly, it's like one of those apocalypse, you know, right. like the world is ending, but it's ending in New York. You know, like, uh, there's a storm is coming, aliens are coming. Sorry, who said that? So that is from the Irish Prime Minister, Leo Varadkar. Oh, I'm here <laughs> for him. Oh my God, I loved him. I uh, Did you just pick it because of his um, uh, meeting with Mike Pence and Donald Trump? I That is one of them. That's because we, you and I were had mentioned him in passing. You had mentioned him to me in passing. Yes. And I was like, oh, Ireland's got a queer prime minister. Let's mm-hmm. talk about him a little bit. And, and she brought her boyfriend to yes. the meeting with Mike and Karen Pence. Right. Like, that is ultimate, like, political, high society shade, if there ever was uh, one. Auntie, she- that's like... <laughs> Yeah, that's like so much shade. Oh my god, girl. That girl. Yeah, it's like Mike Pence didn't know what was coming, honey. Right. Because she's like, oh, I'm the prime minister. This is my doctor uh, boyfriend. Not (laughs) even partner. Not even a husband. Uh -uh. Not even legally married. Boyfriend. I brought my boyfriend. I brought my boyfriend. (laughs) I my, uh, and the tweak we fucked together right. in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> All three of us are here. My doctor, <laughs> Mr. Doctor Lindsay Woolsey, darling. <laughs> 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 Live for him. Yes, tell us about him. So Leo Eric Verardikar, uh was born. Verardikar. Verardikar. <laughs> I say that because it's. I think Very it's Indian, Irish. right? Is it? He's look. Well, we're gonna, I'm gonna tell you. Let's tell Yep. He was born uh, the 18th of January, 1979. He is an Irish politician. He's who, 39. 39. He's a baby and a world leader. She. He. Sorry. He's, yeah. He's a respected politician. I should have. I should have referred to her as she. Right. Um. But so he is a 39 year old queer who is leading leader. Ireland. Yes, bitch. Come through, sis. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, honey. Ah. Yeah. Who has served as? You're gonna have to help me with some of these words because they're Gaelic. Not that I don't know that. You don't <laughs> like, have to say like I would know. Than me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm dyslexic, illiterate, bro- trash. Okay. So <laughs> the word is he has he has served as the tail search tail search. Teo is Seach? I have no idea. Bro. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking it must be Gaelic. So it's the Teo is Seach, uh, Minister of Defense and Leader of Fine Gael. Fine Gael. Gael. Fine Gael. <laughs> the Leader of Fine Gael. <laughs> Since uh, June 2017, he has been the Techtadal. That's fully Gaelic, and I'm slaughtering it. It's okay. uh, for uh, Dublin Dublin West <laughs> constituency since 2007. He uh, previously served as Minister of Social Protection from 2016 and 2017, Minister of Health from 2014, 2016, Minister of Transport, Tourism, and Sport. <laughs> he reminds me of uh, Mayor P, Pete Buttigieg, who is um, 37 years old and is running for president and is actually going to be on the stage with... Uh, at, at the primary debates, right? Because he surpassed sixty five thousand, and I've and I've been like reading a lot on him, yeah, and um, like listening to his features, listening to his town hall, like listening to his interviews, and bro, mm-hmm. I, I'm a Bernie supporter, and I want Bernie to become the president, but he is, he a... is my second choice. Right. He is so bloody smart. He learned Norwegian to read a book. Because the book only came in Norwegian. So he'd wow. learn how to speak, like, learn the language just to read the book. He is 
his resume for 37 is so impressive and so good and his stance is he's so progressive I am really into Pete Buttigieg like yeah. I kind of want to give him some money yeah 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 we can get we can get into him a little or have we talked about him we've never talked about him but we should we will then that'll yeah. be that'll be my next yeah my next thing but Vardakar is the first uh Varad Varadkar okay is the first Irish leader of Indian origin and has visited uh, the country uh, on a number of occasions. He's completed his medical internship at KEM Hospital in his father's childhood city of Mumbai. I am so impressed with him. He's yeah. Indian, he's gay, and he is the Prime Minister of Ireland. Right, but Worth he's... You know, his mother is from Ireland and his father is, is, it, is Indian. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And uh, it says during an interview on the RET radio on 18th of January 2015, his 36th birthday, Varadkar spoke openly for the first time about being gay. It is not something that defines me. I am not a half Indian politician or a doctor politician or a gay politician for that matter. It is just part of who I am. It doesn't define me. Oh, it is part of my character, I suppose. Varadkar was a prominent advocate for the same-sex marriage referendum. His partner, Matthew Barrett, is a doctor mm -hmm. at M Mater... Some hospital. Yeah, Missouri Cordai University Hospital. So, anywho, that's a little bit about him, and we like him for being mixed and queer and the leader of a country. That's right. And we so like if, him for coming to America, yeah. having a meeting with this trash administration and being unapologetically queer, right. unapologetically Irish, yes. and unapologetically just letting them, them have, have it. it. Just for like showing up breathing and batting eyelashes, uh -huh. bitch. And very respectfully, I have to I have to oh. give it to him. Like he was so respectful and he talked about Jesus and he talked about sure. God. He like he he, but he, he's, he I think he is brought up very religious because one of the other things that one of the other little things that I said about him that you know, I found interesting that he is, you know, uh, a queer politician and comes, I mean, not that any of that makes a difference, but you come up in an Irish Catholic country like Ireland, mm. he, you know, he spoke about, um, I think there are a lot of, what I'm saying is I think there are a lot of things that he can speak to them on an equal level mm -hmm. as far as like religion and things like that, because I feel like he was brought up in a very religious uh, household and in as Ireland as a very, do. you yeah. know. And so he is, um, he's pro-life in Ireland. Or there was a quote that said that he um, supported, he was more in support of like pro-life. Hmm. So that was interesting mm. for me to mm -hmm. hear from him. Mm -hmm. And, so, but I would, that's something that needs to be followed up on to yeah, see I, if his uh, like there are, see if there's more nuance to it. I'm sure shifted. Yeah. you know, see if things shifted. But I'm just saying, I can see after having read that quote about him, uh -huh. I can see where he can speak to them mm. to the Pences on, a, on, on a, a very level. common, right. like uh, religious based level because for sure he grew up with a blonde haired, blue eyed Jesus in Ireland, mm -hmm. and you know. Those heifers grew up with a blonde haired, blue eyed Jesus mm -hmm. over there in Indiana. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they can they can speak about that blonde haired, blue eyed Jesus. Jesus that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. Right, right, right. I never existed. <laughs> You're right, right. Of course. Um, but what was I gonna say? Uh, I, I mean, I, I have some thoughts on um, pro life people. Oh, but there is something I can't remember who coined this and who brought it up. But I, 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 I remember somebody said it, and I, and I agree with that term. That it's not pro choice and pro life. It's no. pro choice and anti choice. Right. It's that. It is. You that. know. It's, it's like very that. I. You're not. You're not pro life. Because you most of the time you don't care about the love of the mother who might be at risk. Right. But that's a whole that's a whole other thing, thing that I don't want to get into and, it. And I think that's the thing that the people that uh, vehemently support 
pro-life is that they they don't hear choice and pro-choice. They only hear abortion. Right. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. Which so, is, if you don't like it, don't, don't get it. Don't do it. <laughs> right. That's what, there's what, that's where the choice comes in. <laughs> that's yeah. why it's choice. It's up to you. You, you have a choice. Yeah. Once you, if we go with a pro-choice docket, that means for those that believe, that have that strong Conviction. I won't even say religious conviction because a lot of times it does has nothing to do with religion. Yes. It's just how you feel inside. Morality. Your your moral or compass. wherever your sure. wherever your belief system sits inside mm-hmm. of you without religion being involved in it. Mm-hmm. It's like where choice is allowing either side to have that option. If you want to take this human being to a full term birth then take it to uh take that child to a full-term birth if if this is not your time to conceive and give birth or there's complications or it's from uh a a traumatic whatever reason uh, whatever reason right then you have that choice Mm -hmm. to uh terminate that pregnancy Mm -hmm. it is choice there you have uh you have choice. <laughs> that's the moral of the story. Is that you have choice. You have choice. And it's good to have choices. And it's good. Yes. Um, so back at fun stuff. Yeah. Um, so we just watched Will and Grace season 10, episode 16, Conscious Coupling. It originally aired last night on March 21st, 2019, which was the first day of spring. And uh, it was, as always, directed by James Burroughs and written by John Kinnally and Tracy Poos. Oh, it's one of our favorite teams. Favorite writing teams, yes. (laughs) And that's so funny that it's conscious coupling because that's a play on, what is it, Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow, conscious uncoupling. Mm -hmm. Her. Sure. Although I have to say, lately I have never been a Gwyneth Paltrow fan, like ever. Uh-huh. I've never enjoyed her in any movie I've seen that she mm-hmm. was in. I have never enjoyed her as a celebrity, as a as a star. I've never, I've just never enjoyed her. Right. Right. And but I have to say, lately I feel like as she's growing older, she's realizing that for a long time she was taking herself too fucking seriously. Oh, come so she's on. She kind was so of pretentious. uh huh. So I feel like now she's kind of like as she's really getting bad. older and she's understanding what you know life is not that serious. Right. I feel like she's kind of just like it's not even serious. It's just pretentious. Like, right. It makes everything. But but. I'm not trying to defend her in any shape or form, but when you have lived a life that is of privilege and that's completely abnormal and you have been raised with celebrity parents. Yeah, exactly. It's just like... Or entertainment parents that did very well. Right. And you can't, like, you can't... And she became a star at the age of, like, 18 and was an Oscar winner by, like, 20-something, you know, which she shouldn't have won, but that's not the point. Right. The point (laughs) is that she won. She did. That's her name on that. That It sure is the Academy recognized. Yeah. So, um... She was. She's just. She's just not normal. She doesn't know how no. to. Should that. She, to her, she's not being pretentious. She's just being herself. But herself is an annoying cunt. You know what I mean? You know. <laughs> and what I'm she's saying? probably doing her best to be relatable and say that using her platform as who she is to say these things are really cool. I think you should right. investigate them, blah, blah, blah. And she's not talking to, you know, the people in the Midwest. She's talking about the elite, no. coastal elites Absolutely. who has like millions and walk around and circle in the same circles. Right, Absolutely. Because anybody that was going to her website, what was it? Coop or poop? Goop. Or goop. goop. That's yeah. what it is. I knew it was something Yeah, it's like goop. Yeah, it's not for you and I. No. Goop is for like her friends and people that Absolutely. are like her. And you know, why shouldn't be a website for them? Right. And go ahead, enjoy it. I'm not going to go on goop. Right. And you shouldn't make fun of the things that is on goop because, you know, Gwyneth doesn't make fun of the things that are on fucking 
you so, know, Oprah's best of. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, go with a little bit more compassion before yeah. you judge anything. Like yeah. just, just try to realize that's, where that's coming from. Like There you go. Compassion yeah. is the right word. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm compassionate. I don't like her, but I'm still compassionate towards her. <laughs> I th- I do think I don't think she's beautiful. <laughs> I think she's an extremely ordinary looking person. Right. I think she's not a great actress. Bless her heart, she's actually terrible. But you know what? I really do love her in the Marvel movies as Tony Stark's girlfriend. Oh, you do? Yeah. I enjoy that. I enjoy seeing that because they have a good chemistry. Wasn't she replaced by no? A, no? Okay. Well, she should have been. Because she was in the last one. She was in this okay. last one where uh, it with uh, Thanos and the... So who was replaced? Some One of those girlfriends... Oh! Katie Holmes was replaced in the Dark Knight, in the, in the, in the Batman oh. trilogy with... Girl, all of the girlfriends get replaced. It doesn't matter. Nobody... Oh. They, they all get replaced. She wasn't... It, it, the girlfriends and Batman, it's never about that actress or about the girlfriend. Because right. he rotates through women. That character just rotates through women. Uh-huh. He's been having girlfriends replaced since Kim Bassinger. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like... it's They've had two different cat women. Right. You know what I mean? In it's the like, same movie? No, no but like, movies. you know, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, the other one. Hallie? Well, Hallie wasn't a part. She was a no, she was a cat woman movie, all yeah. unto herself, which is which iconic, iconic and problematic. <laughs> like iconic I was, because it is a black cat woman, uh-huh. and I live for a black cat woman. Uh-huh. Kid, the kid, the kid, black cat woman, and she's the original legendary Julie Newmar original. But she's no, 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 the original black cat woman. Yeah, that's what I meant. But she's the cat woman that most people will remember first along with Julie Newmar and um, Lee Merriweather mm-hmm. but anyway we're back meanwhile back at Will and Grace yes this episode oh my god you guys so much fun oh, so needed long awaited yes and our 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 babies are growing up and moving forward in the world at 50 at <laughs> 47. <laughs> You're 44. 44. No, but yeah. honestly, I, um, I, first of all, I have to say this about Matt Bomer and McCoy as a character. Matt Bomer is doing such a great job. I don't think oh. I've ever enjoyed his performances as much as I'm enjoying this character that he's playing. It's, it's so... <sighs> It is so, so pathetic fun. and so self-aware and also not self-aware at the same time. Right. Like how like how, like how they how this character is being like built and created because he is in, in like some areas he's like totally like like in, in the opening sequence, like in the game for instance, he like knows nothing and he gets like distracted so easily, you know, like by shiny objects. He's like he's, he's like he's Jack. That, that he's person. He's like a successful Jack. Right. Successful, oh beautiful Jack. Oh my god. <gasps> Did I hear something? What what what? <laughs> that oh my god, yeah. He totally is. Yes. He totally is. Yes. Right. Like I'm a, you said it. I yeah. don't have to say anymore. <laughs> it's there on the table for everybody to hear and take it in. Yes. But absolutely that. And then he has those moments of being very self-aware about when he's talk. Well, when he's talking about himself, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh no, 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 no! I'm perfect. People, I'm, I am perfect. I just wear these because people trust me more and they'll listen to me. If I take <laughs> the glasses off, ninety percent of my view and audience doesn't know what the hell I'm saying." <laughs> <laughs> so there he had so many like uh, oh my god there's the jokes for him and his Brilliant. moments in this yeah. and how Matt Bomer was able to like play them mm-hmm. like in the character so good yeah. everybody did such a great job again everybody him um 
Schwimmer did a great, great job. job. Great job. Yes, I agree. You know, our leads did a great job. I love the introduction of this hot black lesbian for uh, Karen. <sighs> and just think it's interesting because here's the thing. Here's one of the overall things that was like a, that I saw as an underlying theme. And I think that it might be played to more later mm-hmm. and I'm seeing this in pop culture more as well as this polyamorous kind of um, storyline happening because you have the couplings like switching like coupling 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 like doing all mm-hmm. these different right, switches right, right. throughout the episode right. and everybody's in each other's beds just hanging out but mm-hmm. it's still there right you know that switching of couples like you know there's there's a segment there's that whole segment where um uh will and a mccoy are in bed together and then um grace and noah grace and noah are in bed together and then and will and grace and then and then will and grace and noah and mccoy. mccoy and then we have um and then there's uh jack and his mother Jack first, but that that his thing is a kind of separate nugget, right? In 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 contrast, because he's the one that's being traditional in this moment uh of the show. He's the one that's staying on the straight, the straight and narrow, (laughs) as it were, because he's being uh, true and loyal to the relationship that he's in and he's being monogamous for yeah. the first time in his life. Yeah, which is so weird. So It's just such an odd thing for Jack to, to do. But he's in love. Right. And so there there's that So let's get to the it. story. Let's get into the story. Yeah, so so we have three completely separate storylines here. We do. We have so the first storyline is Will and Grace are hanging out with their significant others together as two couples. And so they're, they're having of course they're having a game night. They're the it's, infamous, it's like a Famous legendary game. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like now they're not on each other's teams anymore. Now right. they're with in their own respective teams couple with their team. couple yes. teams, like uh, with their partners. And I think it's so cute because Grace and Noah were just made for each other. Right. Those and, two. And they play the game like Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Play exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like they will, they do it like Will and Grace. Like, going one after another they know each other's they can read each other's minds like that's how good they are and like i love how she was like i don't like what did noah say he was like i uh, i i we can't stand her or why is she even famous or something like that it was mm. like bella hadid no right. it's even worse than that Gigi hadid. hadid right <laughs> and then i love when he goes oh that guy kanye yeah <laughs> it's like yeah you're right yeah and then at the same time, Noah knows nothing. No, no, not Noah. Sorry, McCoy. McCoy knows nothing. Like this boy, like she, he's a trusted news anchor. But you know, all he he just knows how to read the, the teleprompter really well. Yeah, and doesn't retain any of the information that is coming out of his mouth. I'm sure he talks about all this like important like political or celebrity Absolutely. or entertainment you know issues. That he does. You know and he, he just does. like he just it just comes out of his mouth and doesn't like nothing doesn't really say. sits. Yeah, you know he doesn't like understand what's exact what is exactly happening. Right, you know right, I mean? because they have that whole like uh, the, he was describing some guy or whatever. He's like you know he's all, something like he's almost as beautiful as you or whatever. Yeah, it's the, like it's, he's hot but not as hot, hot as, as you. you. And he goes, and he goes Adam Levine. Grace is like, you think you're hotter than Adam Levine? Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the, my point was in this whole thing was that I am living for Will accepting this love and affection in his life. Yes. And, and not having a meltdown about exactly not being able not, to play the exactly. game. He's so into McCoy and that McCoy is loving him so much, it's like everything is okay because I'm I being think, adored. I think he's into McCoy because McCoy is into him. You know what I mean? I, he's into he's into McCoy being into him. 
Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't think he's necessarily like loving like McCoy's intelligence level, but he's just so excited accepting. and accepting yeah. that yeah. this beautiful, successful man is mm-hmm. adoring me mm-hmm. to this level. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I accept it? You know what I mean? Dude, be fucking stupid. Yeah. And so Will is not like Will is just going with the flow, just having a good time. Yeah. And when Noah and Grace win, they go into the kitchen and they talk about how they're just simply a better couple. Yes. Yeah. They're yeah. a better couple. Uh-huh. And at the same time, when they greet with each other, they're the better couple, McCoy and Noah, McCoy and Will come into this conclusion that we're really just pretty. We're much prettier than them. Right. And then right. they say, why are they, because they go, they have that moment like, why are they so into the game? And basically saying, well, that's really all they have because we're the pretty ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're the better couple. And they end up talking about how they are kind of the better couple. You, they don't say better couple. They just say, we're just better looking. Right. Like we're just which a pretty is couple. To, yeah. yeah. Which is alluded and, to saying Which is true. Again, I love that Will is recognizing that. It was only like four episodes ago. I was like, what is Will thinking? Yeah. Like, why is he not accepting that he is this handsome lawyer and like all the privileges that he has going on for him? Right. The only thing that he, like he like he is stacked against him is his gayness and that doesn't really matter in 2019. No, it doesn't. The, the thing that always... Uh, stops Will is his insecurities. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like being with McCoy, knowing that he was able to get a man like that has really helped him with his confidence. But not. it's also is that uh, what you were talking about earlier is that McCoy is actually into him. Yeah. You know, and it's not, and not that he had to like get him, but like McCoy is like actually that's him. what I'm saying. And he's saying, and Will just had to accept yes. that affection. Yeah. Like, he just had to, like, say, oh, this is okay for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can accept it. I can, yeah. I can be adored. I can, I can be loved and adored. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm not fat. I'm not ugly. I'm not losing my hair. None of those things that hateful Jack says to me. Because Jack is jealous. <laughs> and it's always been jealous. Anyways. Um, so, and then we, we, we see them, like, next scene, we see them that uh, McCoy and Will are in the bed, like, cuddling with each other. Yeah. And Noah and Grace are in bed, but cuddling each other. And, and Noah... two different, completely bedroom scenes. Oh like, God. Will's is, like, immaculate, like, men's, like, uh, men's lodge, like, bedroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. all these gorgeous colors and flannel sheets and everything is just amazing who yeah. would want to be in that bedroom uh-huh. and as opposed to like Grace's bedroom where it's, it's the kitchen in the bedroom I'm maybe more of a Grace myself because I could totally relate I was like I'm maybe straight in that matter right. because I I'm, I'm definitely more of a Grace bedroom right. I like my bedroom to be comfy I want to be able to do whatever the fuck I want you right. know like I don't want but in you know in Will's bedroom I, oh my god one of the best lines. I thought it was so good because I just loved that line when it happened. Eventually, down the uh, down the line, of the episode when Noah goes to Will's bedroom, I was like, "Where do you guys eat?" Right. And McCoy goes, "The kitchen." kitchen. <laughs> right? Like, you jackass! Where do you think we eat? We eat in the in kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> what kind of like even <laughs> <heathen> are you? <laughs> But I love when we're back in uh, Grace's bedroom. Noah and Grace are having a conversation, mm. and Noah says, "You know what I what I cannot stand about McCoy and Will." And Grace's like, "What? What?" And she's like, yeah. so excited. Yeah. He goes, "You know, they're so into each other." And he comes, he brings down this conversation that you know, like when you are in love with someone and you're in a relationship with someone, you can just look in their eyes and not really like say much, and you can say, "I love you." Will you move in with me? Right. <laughs> this sentence goes right over her head. Right over her head. While she's like trying to work a nut out of her mouth. <laughs> and she's like, has her, you know, her glasses on, her hair's up and kind of messy or whatever. Yeah. And she's making this crazy face. Yeah. And Noah's looking at her. It's like, Grace, I just asked, asked you a you question. Move, right, to move in with me. And she, in pure Grace fashion, she spits that nut out. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, then, and then at the same time, Will and McCoy are in bed together as well. And mm-hmm. Will and McCoy are talking. And they're talking about how comfortable they are with each other. And how this is like feels so nice. And they're getting together. Right. And Will suggests that, well, why don't I give you a draw? Right. And you can like put some of your glasses in here. Right. Because they had talked about, because <laughs> a little earlier... Uh, they had talked about uh, McCoy. Why does he wear those glasses? You know, he's let me borrow your glasses. Will says to McCoy, "Let me borrow your glasses." And Will's like, "Well, these are such a, that's a weak prescription." And McCoy's like, "They're fake." And it's like fake. He's like, "Yeah, you know, my viewing audience uh, has more tr- trust me more <laughs> yeah. when I wear glasses." Yeah. You know, and uh, and then they do have that conversation. It's like because they were so comfortable. Like, I wish we could do this more often or all the yeah. time. And and Will offered up a drawer mm-hmm. that said, "Hey, why don't I give you a drawer here, some place for you to put your spare glasses?" Yeah. And in true McCoy fashion, he leaps to like the the end, you know, the very end result of everything, and it's like, "Why don't I just move in with you?" <laughs> and of course, Will is like, because all of his like insecurities and his things and his phobias like it's like red flag city yeah (laughs) absolutely like rightfully so as well you know like that's just way too soon and McCord recognizes that right though as well good on him Uh for that but it's like it's that's his like exuberant childlike nature that right. I think McCoy really but that's also has. only super good looking people can get away with crazy shit like that like if I said that to a guy they'd be like this is over right <laughs> like you're like no 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 you're not moving in here like no. this, I'm never I'm never you're never gonna see each other right but when you're that beautiful people tend to hold on to you right you know sure, sure. so and that's exactly what Will does because the second Matt McCoy goes oh my god I'm so stupid why am I going why am I constantly doing this why am I going too fast mm-hmm. and he gets out of the bed and Will's like no 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 come back yeah. Come back here. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Just don't like no. You know because he, Will doesn't want to lose this guy who adores no. him. And on, on another point, I'm thinking McCoy makes a decent amount of money. He's on TV. Oh in New sure. York. You know he's making a good amount of money. Why wouldn't Will move into his apartment or his house or his flat? I'm sure because he lives that's in a not, better. That's that's not McCoy's nature. You know what I mean? He, uh, it's not, it's not for him to uh, have say, "Will move in with me." He's the person to say, "I want to move in with you. I want to, I want to latch right, on to you." Right, I'm, right. He's I'm, submissive. I'm the stalker. Okay. You know, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to you." Uh huh. You know, red room. Right, because. At the end, because at the end, he's like being really tough on Will. It's like, oh, oh my god, yeah, oh my god, we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get that, to that. Oh my god, because, so it's oh, replicated. That was my favorite part. So we get to see more of what McCoy is oh. really like later. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. I loved him. That that right. was my favorite part of the episode. And um, so, and what happens is Will ends up making up an excuse. Yeah. Using Grace and her uh, mental instability, <laughs> and so then after he tells McCoy that I can't have you move in because Grace is mentally, mentally unstable. unstable, yeah, and McCoy is like, "How bad is it?" It's you know, <laughs> and then we switch over to um, Grace's bedroom where Grace and Noah are, and Noah's asking. You know why? Why can't you move in? With yeah, me? because we get along really well, and you like Kayla. No, what's the daughter's name? Um, um, Noah's so, daughter's name. Yeah, it's something like that. Though. Some some white girl name. Right. And uh, she's like, you know, you guys get along really well, and I feel like this is the step we should take. And right. Grace says, I can't do that because Will's broke. Right. It's like how broke. Yeah. Gabbling problem. Yeah. And also he 
steals to support oh, the Catholic Which well, she brings up later as like an addendum, you know. <laughs> we didn't even initially get to hear that part. No. But she brings it up later. Just so you know, I've added another added awful thing. awful thing. Grace and her lying storytelling. Because at the same time, Will obviously comes to have a chat with Grace inside the room. Inside Grace's bedroom, yes. and then when Noah leaves, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to leave. Oh, okay, I know yeah. how this works. Yeah. And then he leaves, and then takes his wallet with him. And, the, and yeah, because I may need it for. I definitely trust you. Right. I definitely trust you, but right. I just, I just need to take, take it this. With me. <laughs> and uh, oh, that was that was great. So Will and Grace are having a talk in the in Grace's bedroom they're both in the bed and they're having a chat that oh McCoy just wanted to move in and Noah just asked me out to move in with him right. but I uh, you know I said no and you know she, because I said you're a mentally unstable and she said well you know you I, I said you're problem. a gambling problem mm-hmm. and they, they, the conclusion is that they are very happy with the, the way things are and they're gonna stick to it and that's it and, and they're well, at the at least couple. for the next six months yeah yeah and because they're the better couple, really. Right. Will and Grace are. Right. And so that's that. And in the meantime, Karen is on the phone in the office. And you guys, it's snowing. It's yes. snowing. It's a beautifully snow night. Right. It's, the, it's They're having a nor'easter or yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah. So they're having, a, they're having a beautiful night. And then Karen wants to go to Islamabad to see in Pakistan to yeah. see Malcolm. <laughs> and uh, and she's upset that the the, the pilot is Won't not take off. exactly, yeah. and at at the same time, Jack is in an elevator, which that was just the whole thing with Jack was odd. I it's, did not enjoy it, well, but I did not. But I didn't enjoy Karen's storyline either. I thought I um, I liked I liked both of their I like both their mm-hmm. story the other ones because we get to see. We get to see Jack have another moment with his mom, Judith, on the phone. Always cute. Always funny. Always a great uh, moment with that. And, um... Where was the lift? Where was the elevator that he was in? Was I thought it was at the... In the at, it was in the office? It was Grace's office? No, I th- thought it was in um, the apartment building. But that's not what the elevator looks like. Like in the and apartment building. Yeah, and it's too So big. maybe it... It's either there or it could be at the. Um, well, he's not working at the YMCA anymore because no. his teacher took that. Maybe yeah. it was going to the office because the power's out. Yeah, in the office, in the office as well. It, yeah. I I just didn't know where where he was. He was. I, I I I was like, why is he dressed like that? Why where is he? Because he's been well, he's been out in the cold weather. Okay. And he's got all. All those layers. Oh, the, that, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but and it's, I just didn't care for you it. You didn't and know I, where. You just you couldn't place place why he was in that elevator. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, also I just didn't like the storyline. I mean, uh, the storyline was fine. And I, 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 and with Karen Samira Wiley, who was in uh, Orange and New Black, mm-hmm. she's guest starring. And no shade to her, she tried her best and she did it. Mm-hmm. Okay, job. Uh huh. Uh huh. I did not enjoy her performance. Oh. I I I thought she it was just too forced and too just like it just didn't mesh and I didn't get a chemistry with Karen. Uh, I I didn't. Yeah. I I just not that Karen wouldn't kiss a black lesbian, which she will. Like oh, that's absolutely. not even the, that's, that's not, not the case. Yeah. It's just on. Two people together, Karen and Samira Wiley. I just didn't. Then the chemistry Nikki, wasn't there for the, you. The yeah. chemistry between Karen and Nikki wasn't there, and yeah. I felt it was just forced. Right, right. I just, I just didn't believe Karen. I just well, didn't there's know, yeah. I think I, I think the um. They were working in a lot in that scene. Mm-hmm. I felt like they, they were trying. And Karen, I can understand that, and I can see, and in the writing of it, there's a lot going on in that 
smaller storyline mm-hmm. because you're Karen's dealing with uh, wanting to get to Malcolm and she can't get there she's snowed in this other character that hasn't been mentioned before we don't even know there are other offices in that building oh we know there are other offices I mean, in the building yeah, but I'm, just, and she I'm saying but in. there's never we, we rarely see any interaction yeah, between definitely. anybody else in the building yeah um and um, so she comes down from upstairs because she hears the maracas. <laughs> Isn't there but, a smaller maraca? <laughs> um, Very musical. <laughs> uh, so it's, you're just again, you know, you're working in this whole like polyamorous storyline with 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 Karen and Nikki's storyline, right? And you're and you're expecting the character of Karen to switch from the desire to having Pilot dig the plane out mm. to go to Islamabad to see Malcolm and then switch to like, oh, I'm realizing that um, I need to be taken care of and you're the hot black woman to do that for me yeah I just I I never saw that realization with Karen I just the, but the, I think you know and that's what I, I guess I, that I'm kind of uh, getting to is is that my issue with the scene mm. even though the the two characters talk about how Karen is never really satisfied by her male partners that she's mostly had to take care of herself which mm. that was a funny moment that yeah. joke um, it, that I, I always from what we've seen in the past between her and Malcolm it seemed like Malcolm was like clicking hitting all the boxes yeah you know what uh-huh. I mean as Malcolm far as took like, care of her. like took care of her sexually and did and they really were compatible uh-huh. on like every level every level so that that's one of the things that... And you know, the other thing for me is that I never thought Karen would need somebody to take care of her. Karen is an alpha female. Karen will take care of herself. Karen doesn't need somebody. You know what I mean? Right. The people... It's always nice to have somebody that that wants to take care of you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I, 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 I don't think Karen would be comfortable with somebody else, like, taking charge. And... Right, and maybe that'll play out later, but, and again, I think one of the um, through lines is that you're allowing somebody in, Mm. and Karen's, like, kind of been insular in a way, like, you know, she's, um, she is, she is the overall, she's the matriarch of the show, Mm -hmm. you know, she's, she takes care of everybody in her way, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and she took care, and she took care of everybody in her household, and all of that in her way, Mm -hmm. so she is, she is the alpha female, she is the matriarch of the show, Mm -hmm. so she's the caregiver for everybody, right, in her way, right, (laughs) and then we get to and but then, like okay, just a little thing about Nikki, I, I just and I didn't think the whole, the uh, the girl honey girl honey mm. thing was funny. I I just I, I poor Samira Wiley, she did fine, but I I just like the just it just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. It like the whole the whole thing didn't work for me. Right. Um. And I and I and I think it's simply because like uh, like I just didn't feel the chemistry that one might have on the first time you meet somebody right to make you want to kiss them and yeah. then like actually yeah, yeah, yeah. go against you like not go against your nature but like do something that you don't usually that do, you weren't yeah you know like kiss somebody of another gender um yeah like to have I guess. Karen change her plans. Right, exactly. I just you didn't know. get that from that. At, at the same time with Jack, you know, listen, the thing about Karen, Megan Mullally, and Jack, Sean Hayes is that they're just innately funny. So you will laugh when they're yeah. on, on the screen. Even if the, the script is not working for them in that, in that scene. Yeah. You still entertain. You're still yeah. entertained oh, by that. Sure. So the same thing is happening with Jack because Jack is on the phone with Judith, and Judith is telling him that, uh, "Are you gonna cheat? 
when you get married. Right. Um, are you, what are you going to do when a, a gorgeous man drops from the ceiling yeah, into yeah. your arms? Into you know, your life, into your yeah. life. And are, are you going to kiss him? Are you going to do this? Are you going to yeah. do that? And then Jack is like simply saying, no, I'm not. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm no mother. No Judy. Yes. You know, like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I, I'm, I'm monogamous. I'm faithful. I want, uh-huh. I want to stay with Estefan. Yeah. And... At the same time, he also, when that's over, he keeps calling 911 because he's stuck in the elevator. Right. And I think 911 is like hanging up on him now. It was the third no. time he called what happened. They're just, they haven't sent anyone, that's right. all. They just, they just haven't, they haven't but sent But I thought anyone. like the third time he called, they hung up on him. Maybe. But I, they I kept, think... but he's like, I am a, I'm not a man. Oh, I oh. am a man. Not a ma'am. Uh, not a ma'am. Oh, and then, you know, and then some, uh, when eventually somebody comes and they open the top of the uh, elevator and right. somebody comes in midway, his Austin is in Jack's face and Jack goes, I recognize that. Yeah, I know you. I know you, <laughs> exactly. I know you. And then comes down in his arms. It's right. true. From last season. Right. That uh, dumped the him. Gay, uh, yeah. The pocket gate that dumped him. And that him dumping Jack was the reason Jack met Estefan. Right. Right. So as far as like a perfect man dropping from the sky. That was it. That was it. Yeah. And they have this conversation in the elevator because Drew has been thinking about him. Uh-huh. And Jack has been thinking about Drew. and. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's, Jack has said, if I had this exact dream, but not in an elevator. And they hash it out no. in the elevator because Drew's like, I would, you know, I would love us, I would love for us to come back together. And Jack is like, I'm getting married. He's like, I was married with, you know, uh, I was married when you met me. And Jack was like, that doesn't count. You're married to a woman. Which I understand, you know. Oh, okay. It's like, it just, it doesn't count, but it doubles your wardrobe. <laughs> um, and so, he, and he even, I think Jack even like surprises himself because he's like, I'm not going to be that guy that cheats and doesn't, you know, and doesn't stay monogamous to the person that they really love. Yeah. I mean, really, he, he really recognizes in himself that he truly loves Estefan Gloria. (laughs) Because this hasn't been told on, it hasn't been mentioned on the show yet, but when I was on IMDb checking like people or like on this episode and in general on Will and Grace, Estefan's name, Estefan's full name is Estefan Gloria. Yeah. And yeah. That, so that must it's, it so has, it's gonna be a joke. Trust, it's gonna be a joke coming up like for oh. their marriage or oh something or the, the wedding or something or uh-huh. somewhere where they have to say his full name. There's oh going God. to be Estefan a moment Gloria. around that name. Oh, that is brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> so good. Um so yeah, and then so this is what happened with Jack. Jack says you know, I'm not going to kiss you and nothing happens between them. Right. And with, you know, when, going back to Will and Grace, Grace and Will are having that discussion and they decide that they're the better couple and they're not going to move out. At the same time, uh, Noah comes to McCoy and they have a conversation. Oh, right. And, and, um, and I hated this. Just, I did not like it because I felt like there were, when Noah came to the bed, like came inside the bed and was talking about Will and, you know, told McCoy that Will has a gambling problem. Right. And McCoy said, who's told you that? So it's Grace did. And he yeah. goes, oh, oh. Hmm, I understand because Grace has mental problems. Right. The both like just came out with these things that are quite personal and quite private. Right. And they just talked about it out loud to practically complete stranger. Yeah, but I mean that's. I understand it's a, and then I understand the show. But I'm talking about when I like, like, like um. As if they were real people. Yeah, when I point something out, a discrepancy or whatever that doesn't make sense for me in the script. I understand that you have to have that for the script and yeah, for the yeah, show, yeah. but I'm just talking in real life. Sure. You know what I mean? I just apply that thing to real life and mm. how that would piss me off if my boyfriend 
found like something you know just like we were having the discussion a conversation about something and then he immediately went and told that to a complete you know technically another stranger that would piss me the fuck off yeah like how dare you like I I told you that in confidence right yeah and it I I don't know if I had issues with that, but I knew that this whole thing would be a complication later, mm-hmm. you know, because, of course, after them, like, revealing something in confidence, but later then they find out the thing that they revealed in confidence <laughs> was a lie anyway. Right. So then there's two sides that are, like, upset. One upset for a reason and uh-huh. one upset for, like, no reason because uh-huh. they created <laughs> the reason to be upset. <laughs> exactly. So I I just thought in general like that was uh that was kind of shitty of them, but what happens that they realize that they've both been lied to, hoodwinked, hoodwinked, honey, <laughs> because you know they realize that Grace is not mentally unstable, which it's questionable. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. It's closer to it's the truth than much what closer Will's, to the truth. Yeah. Will's issue was. Because when Will said that to McCoy before Grace said that thing about, you know, yeah. with about Will's addiction gambling to gambling. Addiction. Yeah. I was like, I truly thought Will's Will was being serious. Right. <laughs> truly. I was like, okay, yeah, of course. Grace has a mental problem. Mm-hmm. Grace cannot be by itself. She cannot be left alone. And that's why when Grace said, when Will told Grace that that's what he said to McCoy, and Grace's question was, first response was like, did he believe you? Like, without hesitation. Yeah. Just immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so they realize that they've been lied to, and um, they will, they confront Will and Grace. Yes. And this is also one of my really, really, really... I just enjoyed... This this whole scene in general, uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. Because Will and Grace are in the, in the living room with Noah and McCoy. Yes. And Noah, Noah is giving Grace an ultimatum. Like, you're either going to move in with me, or we're going to stop this, and we're never going to see each other again. again. It's over. It's you over. can forget about it. <laughs> Yeah. At the same time, McCoy is doing the same exact thing, but under his breath, it's like, no, 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 everything's good. Uh, yeah. Be fine. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and then it was like, you have one minute to talk to each other and, you know, figure this out. It's like, yeah, one minute. Take your time. I'm not going anywhere. Right. So I, just, <laughs> I loved it. It was so funny. And it, just, and it shows, again, it shows you, like, McCoy's obsessive like neediness yeah. you know it's like do whatever you want yeah, yeah. Do it, do it. I'll do whatever you say yeah you know? Noah because he wants to like have man up in front of Noah and like stand, right. stay his ground Absolutely. but then he also doesn't want to like ruffle Will's feathers right. at all at so it's all like, he doesn't want to lose this yeah, good thing because yeah. he knows he knows he is in a good thing right now with Will and he doesn't want to fuck that up. Exactly. Yeah. Like he McCoy understands that what I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. McCoy sees what I Holy. see in Will. I'm Holy. like, how could you not want to be with a man like that? Right. Right. Um so so Will and Grace go in for one minute to have Right and into the into the infamous soundproof kitchen. Soundproof kitchen. <laughs> and then and then they have this discussion and within like five seconds they, they realize that they've been wrong and they have to go back yeah. and accept their offer and move in with them. Right. Because they're adults and they have they have to move right. on. Right, but do in. they have to do it so soon? Yeah, and they were like, but and then it's just so Grace goes so we go back and tell them yes we're going to move in with them and but Will says well they gave us a minute yeah and then this is the part that they have this conversation about what they're doing to to make sure they think the the boys think that they're having a discussion so Grace yeah. goes with the balancing thing like I'm gonna do this and then and then Will goes I'm gonna point to you and I'm gonna point to myself and I'm gonna point to you again. <laughs> And I'm going to point to myself again. Right. And then, like, hold this down. And then Grace goes, what wasn't I thinking about right. that? Like, right. with her putting her fingers, fingers on the side of her head. And then she puts, like, her hand to, to Will's forehead and to, then back to her forehead and to his forehead and back to her forehead. And then, meanwhile, 
Noah and McCoy are in the living room because they can't looking. Hear, looking. Yeah. And of course they can't hear anything from the soundproof kitchen. <laughs> no. And uh, McCoy is like, well, what do you think they're talking about? And then Noah, like, does a hand gesture and it says, nothing. Yeah. You know? I love it. And then I just, like, some directorial, like, uh, just a suggestion for me. I'm not a director by any means. And um, James Burroughs is uh, much better at this than I am. But mm. I would have loved to have seen when Grace and Will were going into the gestures. Right. I would have loved to have seen from their perspective from Noah and McCoy's perspective what it looked like that would have been really funny to see you know they're having this discussion with all the like big hand gestures from uh, you know Noah and McCoy's perspective but eventually what happens is that they come back and they say you know we're gonna move in together and we're gonna move in with you guys and it's gonna be you know brilliant and then this is another fabulous joke that I just Oh, I loved because Grace and Will they hug each other. McCoy and on the on one side of the room. Mm-hmm. McCoy and Noah hug each other on the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. And then Noah says, "Well, can we switch?" And on the way, when Grace and uh, when Will and Noah are walking in front of each other, R- Will just hugs Raps Noah. Noah. Yeah. goes like Will goes to McCoy and Grace goes Noah goes to Grace and yeah. they that that's that so they're gonna move in but what is happening at the same time across this across the city in the office mm-hmm. Nikki is really leaning into Karen she's hitting on Karen uh-huh. major so she talks about les like how she's a lesbian she talks about that you know oh, the, right yeah and, and Karen has that whole uh, moment, that whole joke of like, are you permanently parked in the lesbian lane or do you uh, venture over into, uh, or do you venture over to other sides of the street when uh, when the street is getting plowed or right. something like that yeah. in the other lanes when, the, when you need plowing or when your street needs plowing or yeah. whatever. And, and then Nikki says, no, I'm permanently parked and I have, uh, you know, up on the blocks, uh, up, cars up on blocks, the wheels are off, cars up on blocks and a hundred tickets. And Karen is like, I hate it that they're, they're still giving gay, people are getting tickets for being gay. <laughs> so good. And um, so this is all happening. And Nikki tells Karen Who's taking care of you? You've been taking care of your people, like people around you your right. whole life. Who's taking care of you? Like, you know, just having this beautiful conversation. Mm-hmm. And that kind of touches Karen. Yeah. And um, they have, they like, they continue having this conversation. And then when the snow stops coming down, um, they kind of have this moment with each other and they have a kiss. Mm-hmm. The kiss wasn't hot. The kiss was just—it just looked forced to me. I it did was, not it believe was, it. It was okay. It wasn't. It was just a kiss. It was just a kiss. It was just a kiss. And there it wasn't, wasn't. There was no spark. There, there was no spark. And yeah. uh, what I thought was it like for Karen to completely leave her plans and completely just avoid like t- like not doing right, any of not, it. She's like, I'm not gonna go to Malcolm. Yeah. Basically. I just didn't. I just didn't believe it. But hey, you know, I, I'm I'm excited to see what will come out of this because yeah. Karen is not the first time. I don't think it is in the in the story, history of Willow Grace. I don't think it's the first time Karen's gone lesbian, but I can't remember the other time. Or well, it's the first time that we actually see it. I think it's always been mentioned. Implied. implied. Yes, absolutely. It's always I been think implied. So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But we have we've never seen it in action. Yes. And so this is the first time um, we're seeing it in yes, action. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. And uh, that's it. That was this was the show. I I thought it was a great episode. I did too. I I thought Will and Grace did. So such a good job with their storylines mm. and uh, I'm really excited about the, the next two episodes because what we're coming to the season finale and we have another season as well yeah so I'm excited what, um, what's gonna happen I, I am super excited about all these characters and the growth and how we're seeing them change and how yeah. their lives are changing and the uh, 
addition of Noah and McCoy mm-hmm. are so Brilliant. fun. Yes. I love, uh, we love Estefan. Oh, so, so good. funny. And it'll be interesting to see, and again, I'm always interested to see how Karen's character will evolve. Absolutely. So we'll see if this Nikki character sticks around or yeah. not, or how they were, will, um, evolve Karen's uh, relationships. Yes, yes, because yes, I yes. feel like I feel like they're going to start addressing this polyamorous um, culture that we're experiencing in right. the LGBTQ community and in uh-huh. pop culture. So I think right. it might be expressed through. Karen. Yeah, well, that sounds wonderful, um, darling. Where can people find you? You can find me at uh, carrieembry.com on. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Carrie Embry. And I am, it's Farz. <laughs> I keep saying it every time. You do. I am Farzama Jam on uh, Instagram, F-A-R-Z-A-M-A-J-A-M. And you can always find us on Facebook, Just Talk, a Will and Grace podcast. Like, follow us on Twitter, Just Talk WNG. And follow us on Instagram, Just Talk Podcast. And to that fade bad, what the face? What he said?